the best analogy that I find is looking at your personal brand as on a whole, a little bit like a long-term savings account. And when you've got that consistency in a long-term savings account, the rewards pay off and your personal brand is similar to that in the consistency space, in the showing up space, a little bit each day or a little bit consistently each week will result in a compound effect and create more opportunities for you. Martians landed, yes. wearing Prada suits, yes. drinking Henry seltzer, yes. chewing juicy fruit. Yes, and your branding here. Yes, brand. Your message here. Yes, and a verse about. Yes, your product here. Yes, I'm Hirsch Redman. Yes, and I'm a message therapist. Yes, and I have a podcast. Yes, brand. That's right. That's it. Yes, we'll help you fix the world. Yes, or your bottom line. All right. My guest today is Kelly Lundberg. Kelly is a best-selling author. She's a multi-award winning entrepreneur. She is a former celebrity stylist, which is why we're going to glam it up. We're going to glam it up this morning. And she's just a very inspirational person. I've been following her for a while now, and I'm glad she's on the show. Kelly, welcome to Brand Voice Runway. Thank you so much for having me. It's always find it when people do an, an introduction. I'm like, you know, it can feel a bit embarrassing because it's like, is this me? Is this really <laughs> what we've created? But thank you very much. It's great to be here. I'm excited to share all things branding and questions that you have for me. Well, let's start with this personal brand quiz that I took. I scored a 42%. I think it's designed somewhat to help see how prepared I am to really put my personal brand out in the world. I really felt it was spot on, but you tell me what it's all about. So the idea is it's quick. It's supposed to be 60 seconds. So what we wanted to do was create something that allowed people just that because everyone's busy, you know, nowadays to try and get people to stop and read something or do something. But when you're actually having to ask questions, your brain can answer that quickly. So the idea was to create something that was under a minute, 10 easy questions that would give you perspective on, am I posting consistently on social media? Do people know who I am or what my niche is, you know, kind of quite simple questions, but in the space of going, okay, how is my personal brand perceived by others? You know, right. have I written a book? You know, there was a couple of things that I know not everyone's done, but it was kind of that aspirational piece as well to some of the sort of the more basics, you know, are you on social media and have you posted, you know, consistently in the past week, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know what it felt like for me, as I was doing it, was there were things on there. Anything that you asked that I wasn't doing was something I already knew that yeah. I should be. <laughs> and I was like, it felt like my daily affirmation. So I could either visualize a little bit into the future. I felt like I really was on track in a certain way, but I also felt there's so much to be done, which I yeah. guess is how a lot of us feel every day anyway. You know, your personal brand is constantly evolving. So that's why it's always going to feel a little bit like an unfinished to-do list. But the best analogy that I find is looking at your personal brand as on a whole, a little bit like a long-term savings account. And when you've got that consistency in a long-term savings account, the rewards pay off and your personal brand is similar to that in the consistency space, in the showing up space, 
a little bit each day or a little bit consistently each week will result in a compound effect and create more opportunities for you. Yeah. One of the reasons I'm thrilled to have you on is because as you know, the my whole network of podcasts is called Yes Brand Podcasts. And so branding is really what it's all about. And yet it's not like this show is about experts on the topic. It's really about the the brands themselves. And mm-hmm. everybody that I have on, you know, it really talks about their brand. I like to start with how they built it and then how they're going about taking it to the next figure, which can be financial or purpose driven or whatever it is. A figure is just a number. It's about impact. But tell me how you started. Yeah. So I I would probably take back kind of when I say go back, it's not necessarily once upon a time, but kind of 20 years ago was really a kind of defining moment for me. But probably just over because I decided to leave my home country. So I'm originally from Scotland and Edinburgh and I made the decision to move to the Middle East. I said, right, Dubai. Dubai. Yeah. And, you know, that like lots of people have heard about Dubai now, but 20 years ago, people didn't know where it was. And I originally took the role, it was in my very early 20s. I was desperate to escape Scottish weather. And for me, it was just a, an opportunity to come and live and experience and travel and just see the world before I really decided what I wanted to do with it, uh, with my life. And that in itself presented an incredible opportunity. One, living in a country open to, oh, just there were so many things that you could do. But that role was, that I took on was originally cabin crew. And, you know, I think even from those days, public image, how you present yourself, your brand, you know, you were an ambassador for, you know, the top airline in the world. There were standards that you had to adhere to. And I think even from those days, as I progressed from cabin crew into um, owning a a celebrity styling um, agency, which I had for 15 years, that really honed in on public image, how you present yourself, how do you come across, whether that's for a job interview, whether that's for, you know, climbing the career ladder or starting your own business, photography pictures that you need to enhance your brand to royalty who are standing on a stage, you know, addressing a nation. So that kind of really took me deep into the world of personal branding and style and presentation. And then after 15 years, I was like, personal branding, there's so much more to it. And I'd been building my own brand alongside my business. And I'll come back to the the defining moment for that for me, because that brings it all together. But that's when I really decided, wow, there's so much more to personal branding than public image and your presentation and what you wear. And when I look back on how I'd built my own personal brand, I was like, ah, there's a pattern here. And I could really see it quite clearly. And that's when I decided that it was time to launch Brand You Creators, which was really going into a much deeper personal brand strategy for entrepreneurs, for CEOs, for C-suite executives and athletes. That's where I see sort of big gaps in people going, do you know what? I need to develop my personal brand and I need to start developing it and make it more visible. And to go back to that sort of defining moment, there's there's been a couple of moments. One was I knew I always wanted to start a business and sell it. And oh, with that, you have a business, but you also have your personal brand that stays with you. So that was kind of one defining moment knowing, because I sold, I've sold two businesses, but my brand has always stayed me. So that was one moment. But the other was actually while I was working in, as I was a stylist, I was invited to speak 
with a luxury fashion brand. And when the PR department contacted me, they asked me to send me over my pictures and my bio and my logo. And I did all of that. And the PR company came with the PR team from the, the luxury fashion brand said, I'm afraid we can't use this. And I was like, oh, you know, I was thinking automatically, is it not luxury enough? Like, what's wrong with it? And quite simply, the girl said to me, if we're going to work with you and we're going to promote you in store, we can only promote you, not your business. And I was like, okay. And the more and more I realized, I was like, it's not just brands that want to work with people. They don't want to be promoting someone else's business. They'll promote a person. They'll advertise a person, but they won't promote another business. But it wasn't just that. I was starting to notice in media and publications and magazines and newspapers, it was never my business that got interviewed. It was Kelly that got interviewed. And that's when I was like, ah, okay. So there's so much value in your personal brand as well as your business. So I talk about personal brand equity in your brand as well as your business. And they should both be going together because you never know what's going to happen with the business, but you'll always be your personal brand and you can always evolve on from that. Yeah, yeah. I love that because I always tell people, you know, all branding is personal. You know, there's no such thing as the brand without you, without your imprint on it. If you're the founder, if you're the creator of the brand and yet you're infinite, you know, what you can do with your own personal brand is limitless. But I think within that, there is a lot that you can probably tell us about how to separate yourself from the entity. It's very Mm -hmm. interesting that when you said, you know, I wanted to create a brand because I wanted to sell a brand. I wanted to know what it, it, which is amazing. And I just talked to somebody named Mac Lackey. I don't know if you know him. And his specialization is in selling your company, but not from the point of view of, uh, I just want to get rid of my company right away. It's something that you start thinking about from the moment that you create the company. And that can dice itself up any number of ways. But it's fascinating that it's the second conversation that I've had in a week where, you know, somebody has talked about selling that entity, but not necessarily divorcing yourself from it, or, you know, you never can. So let's just share a little bit about that. Yeah, I think, interestingly, I wanted to sell my business before I even started it. I didn't even know the name of my business. And I was like, do you know what? I really want to start something from scratch and sell it. Now, that was a 15-year period from starting and actually selling it. But it was, and and a lot of people have said to me, but you sold something that was so personal. And I'm like, yes, I did because it was personal styling. But what I also sold was collateral. I sold a database. I sold a brand that had, you know, if someone was starting out, they're like, here you go. You're walking into a business. It's it's all there for you, you know? So the piece about building the the personal brand and the business brand, I often find that there's a couple of way entrepreneurs work in particular. They either hide behind their business because they go, I don't want my business to be about me. I want it to be about my clients. I want it. I want to separate myself from it. And I think, sure, there can be an element of divorcing yourself from your business. But I think nowadays people are People want to know the story behind, you know, it's storytelling, it's connection that is drawn to why people want to do business with you or why people want to buy your product or service. Because here's the thing, you know, nowadays what you do is there's other people doing it. 
So what makes you different is your USP, the DNA in your personal brand, your backstory, your purpose, why, all of that. So I think it's naive when brands themselves say, no, I want to be completely different because you say you are your brand. It's come from your idea. I think there's a huge part. It is you. Yeah. And there's two sides to it. There's the, you know, consumer or client side, and it is all about them. It is all about what it does for them and how it helps them. But obviously the backstory, the brand yeah. story is integral to that. There's there. I don't think there's a way. I don't think there, I don't think anything can, can happen for either party. You know, it's a partnership where we're, we're partnering with our clients or with our consumers, you know, and I don't think you can do one with, without the other, you know, now, what were you going to say? You were going to, I was just going to say, I always find it quite challenging when people try to think it is that way and it's not, and there needs to be that personal piece. I always find it quite hard when I find it hard to relate or to connect if I'm looking at a brand or a business and it's impersonal on the website and it's, we do this, we do that. We were established here in, you know, 2007. Who's we? You know, who's the we? Because I'd rather go with someone who's gone, do you know what? I started this three years ago and I started it because of X and this is why I'm really passionate. I'm going with that person. Yeah, because there's a unique DNA. I yeah. mean, you know, let's talk about that, you know, Typically, I divide these interviews up into, you know, get it, there's a getting to know you part. And then there's a how do your audiences get to know? And in this case, it's kind of all surfing, you know, alongside one idea is surfing alongside the other because we're talking about personal branding. But, you know, you could have gone on and continued to be a stylist and continue to license that out, so to speak, or, you know, just yeah. kind of sit back. So what prompted you to want to create something new where you were going to be helping people with their personal branding? I think primarily I wanted more leverage in my business. So styling is very specific to the person. One, um, I did launch an academy to support fashion stylists who were going into business. And, and I really enjoyed supporting the next generation of fashion stylists. But it's quite interesting because it's actually an industry where from the outset, a lot of people think, oh, this is glamorous or oh, I'd like to be able to do this. But a lot of people run it as a hobby and it can absolutely be a profitable business, which was always what I was trying to get across. But a lot of the people going into it or starting into it, it gave up a little bit too early. Yeah. Whereas what I found when I was working with and this sort of it kind of came nicely timed with, you know, I built a personal brand. So people were contacting me off social media, like, how did you do this? How did you get a TEDx talk? You know, how are you doing this? And I've invested, what, 20 years into personal development, business growth, skills that I've learned that all of these things, like I can public speak, I can help people with that. Like there's so many things on a bird's eye perspective that I can support clients with. And then when they need to hone in on that, once they've got their strategy and they're like, okay, this is done, this is done, this is done. And they're like, I still need help in this. I'm like, go to the expert then in this particular aspect of personal branding. And my skill set is being able to go, okay, here's all the aspects and the facets that you need to think about. So this was this got me excited because there was leverage from the perspective of I could do one to one, but anywhere in the world. 
because I could yeah. mentor over the internet. And two, I could launch group programs. And that really excited me. And I got a type of clientele that was hungry to want to excel in their business or want to, they knew that if they would do this, it would get incredible results. And, and I have done for so many clients. And that just fills me even more with confidence that I know that when you invest in your personal brand, that, you know, you inspire, you impact, you influence, but it does increase your income as well. Yeah, of course. And that's a great thing. That's something that that some people, you know, myself included, have struggled with where we feel like if we're being hired to do something, maybe there's something, you know, a little bit like wrong with that. We should do we should either choose altruism or business. And the fact is, I, you know, what I've learned is that when I'm helping people, that makes me feel great about my business. But my business has to feel great too. And so I kind of, you know, I feel a kinship with you in, in a couple of ways. One is that we both come at branding and personal branding in particular from a different point of view. You know, with me, it's language. With me, it's helping people find what I call their brand voice. That's why I called it Brand Voice Runway, you know, because I feel that that's, that personal spark is always in there. Some people just grasp at the language that's not their thing. The words are not their are not their thing. And so I kind of nurture them that way. The other thing is you're being a self-appointed member of the 5 a.m. club <laughs> because that's my makeup as well. But uh, yeah. talk a little bit about that, if you would. Oh, I'm, it's, it, I've always been a morning person. My mom's always said yeah. this to me. Ever since I was little, I would get up, I would just amuse myself in the mornings and I've just always been a morning person which then does have a knock-on effect I don't know if you find this like it's very rare that I'm awake after 10 o'clock unless I'm out with people doing things but if I'm in the house it's game over by about half past nine but I think the big thing for me was um, wanting to find some consistency so a few days a week if I had a personal training session I could maybe get up for half five six o'clock but when you really start to make it a way of life and you complement the morning routine with the evening routine, because I think that's the big thing. It's all good and well getting up a few times a week at 5 a.m. or 5.30 when you're going to bed at 10, 11 o'clock at night or half 11 at night. You can do it, but I think it needs to become a way of life. And over the past 18 months, it's uh, no, maybe even longer, past two years, I'd say, it has become a complete routine to the point now where even on a Saturday, I'm like, it's 5.30 in the morning. Like, okay, just lie here and listen to your book. And then by six, I'm like, <laughs> I'll get up, you know? Right. But I love the things that I can do in the morning. So for me, working out has become a huge part of my morning routine because it puts me in the best possible position to be able to serve my clients and give them the best and show up on social media with energy and just be that person that I want to be and getting up at that time in the morning just really lights my fire I guess you could say yeah. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea but uh, yeah it isn't but the fact is I just so re- the reason I brought it up is because I relate to it so much there's a bigger reason and I'll tell you in a second but I because I relate to the idea of that I relate to the weekend thing you know I don't put the alarm on on the weekend but yeah you know, I'm going to wake up early anyway, earlier than the rest of the family, you know, that, and I love that. I love that I'm getting up and I'm getting stuff done and I'm getting things going and I'm exercising and doing all of that before maybe in many cases, anybody else is even 
doing it, you know, but the bigger picture was that I also think that we, you know, it isn't so much that, you know, that we just want to help the people we work with. It's that we see ourselves in them. And likewise, I think that it's a, it's an identification thing. doesn't mean that they get up, that they're early birds. They get up in the morning It's that they see what we go through and likewise to achieve whatever it is that we want to Mm. achieve. Do you feel that with your clients that you're identifying that way? Yeah. And I would say even for some of them, quite a few of them, they aspire to that. And I always think a role of a mentor is to be in a position where you can inspire other people or they can learn from you. And, you know, even on social media, my goal is to inspire a minimum of five people a day. It's been my goal for, I don't know, the last 10 years. And I love it. And I don't know if I always do it. But I think that through a large social media following, if I do speaking events and groups, some days I get more in than others. But for me, it's that inspiring people to action to show up as the best version of themselves. That's what I love doing. Whether that's someone seeing me in the gym and they're like, oh, can't be bothered going, but Kelly's gone again. Do you know what? I'm going to go. Or if it's, you know, posting that, you know, hey, I'm in bed by 8.30. It's like, you know what? It's okay to go to bed at 8.30 during the week because you get up early. So I would say it's very much an inspire piece. And then for other people, it's like, okay, that doesn't resonate with them, but it's okay. And and I think also in that, you don't need to appeal to everyone. I think that's been a big piece in, in sort of the brand journey in going, even though you share, you know, these stories or, you know, we're alike in this, it doesn't appeal to everyone. And I'm like, I'm okay with that as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think that in that, a lot of people can find themselves, you know, it's like you you Mm. can find yourself by looking at someone else, even someone you admire and saying, okay, I see how they're doing it. I'm going to do it a different way. I'm going to do it. They're doing it their way. And even though my way is completely different, that's kind of inspiring. I'm going to do that as well. One of the areas that I want to go into now is more the, because we talk about this all the time on the show as well, the nuts and bolts in a way of maybe the less sexy or glamorous part of business is maintaining contact with your audience. And there are different ways to do that. And obviously social is one of them. What other ways do you stay in touch with the audience that you're cultivating? Yeah, I would say there's a number of different ways. So we're pretty good on newsletters and kind of connecting with people with value ads. And and I think that's something that, especially when I speak to clients and they're starting out, that they really don't invest time in. And their focus is always social media, social media, social media. And when you're like, but when half your audience doesn't see your content, what are other ways for you to share the same message? So I find regular connections through email a great way to be able to share personal. And the amount of emails I get back from people going, oh, thanks. It was nice to get that update. You know, it's not always work, work, work. There's personal things in it because again, it's personal brand that that we're driving. One thing that I have found particularly enjoyable from a personal perspective, but also really encouraging from a a community perspective is I do in-person events. 
So since COVID and the first opportunity I got to go into hosting events for 10, 12 people, I started doing that. And Dubai was quite early, actually. We had a really strict lockdown to start with. And then within three months, we were able to do group events. And that I have loved the energy of being able to speak to people one to one and share my message on a one to many be able to see them rather than kind of just always doing it online so that's proved to be like every month I get you know a good group of people that join and then I also do one online so I do do both for an international audience but the one-on-one the one-to-many in person works really well for me and networking I guess for me just going out to events and being visible I think that's the big piece is just being visible, being visible on social media. And that comes back down to consistency as well. You know, people automatically assume that you're doing amazing if they see you all the time. And I've always find that sort of quite interesting when, say, I meet someone in person and they're like, oh my God, I've been seeing all your posts. Like, you are doing amazing. And I'm thinking, thank you. My scheduler is doing amazing because I batched that content, <laughs> but it's just all part of that consistency. Yeah, but what the live in person in real life thing does is tie that all together. I find, you know, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it one feeds the other. You know, a long time ago, yeah, I used to be in advertising, but a long time ago, I abandoned that part of it that wasn't real. You know, the photos, the staged campaign or photo shoot or whatever. I really loved the idea of even when we were doing behind the scenes stuff, going out and going shooting behind the scenes at an event. Well, let's use that. Let's turn that into the campaign or let's make that, you know, let's, I I just always pushed for that connection with the audience. And fortunately that's where things went in terms of even with influencers. I was like, let's go behind the scenes with the influence. I don't want them to really just make their own content. I want to bring them in and let's have them interact with the leadership of the company or whatever it might be. And then let's show that to the audience because the audience always wants to, as a kid, I love the Wizard of Oz. I loved that scene where they peer behind the curtain. You know, don't look at that man behind the curtain. Well, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the inner workings of the magic. And I think that's what makes magic work for us is when we can see a little bit of how is it done because that makes it all the more real, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little, before we have to kind of circle around and tie it all together, tell me a little about your book, that you're working on a new book, right? I am, yeah. So this is my third book. My first book I released was about entrepreneurship in Dubai. And it was written, oh, when I think about it now, over 15 years ago. And it was very much, I was very excited about entrepreneurship in the Middle East because it was such a new environment. So that was a self-published book. It was sponsored by a big bank here. And yeah, so that was the first one. The second one, I did an ebook, which was online, all about fashion styling and running a business. This one is all about personal branding. And the working title at the moment is with the publishing consultant. So it's just about to be pitched out to agents and publishing houses. It's called DC the Lemon, how to elevate your personal brand one pip at a time. 
So the concept behind that is actually a metaphor. DC the lemon has come from many hot water and lemon teas that I've had over the years, but actually originally, originally it came from my Scottish granny who always would say to me when she was making a hot water with lemon to remove all the pips because no one likes the pips that float around in your drink. Like so, so significant. It's so insignificant, right, right. so tiny but it has a compound effect on how you enjoy your drink. And I always thought about that. And I started to apply that metaphor in the fashion industry, in my business, you know, just the little things make the big difference. And when I looked at on the personal brand on a whole, I was like, wow, you know, you could de-seed the lemon, the little things make the big difference in service, how you show up, the consistency. It's often not the big, big, big things. It's the wee things done every day or every week or just often so yeah so that's what it's about broken it down into seven key pillars that I talk about in brand you which is the formula that I work through with my clients and I'm excited to see how it's perceived I go through moments where I'm like and you're publishing a book as well and I am sure this is similar but I go through moments where I'm like oh that's really good and then I go through moments and I'm like who's gonna read this you know it's quite (laughs) an interesting journey well, it's like that comment about the magic. It's like, you know, I want to bring my readers behind the the curtain, mm. you know, when it comes to selling the truth. That's what mine is, selling the truth. Because I just think that people are longing for camaraderie in the in the journey, you know, in the journey that we're on. And I think that's why it resonated with you. I just right away felt that you were opening your audience up to your world and how to, you know, how to live beyond wherever you were and start something new. The Dubai thing was a fascinating element. Do you make it back to Scotland? I do. It's going to be a lot less now. I used to visit sort of once, twice a year. And then four years ago, on one of those trips, I actually met my now fiance. So we had been doing long distance for four years. So I was visiting a lot more than I had been over the sort of the last 20 years. But he recently just moved to Dubai officially. Yeah, I know. Congratulations. Um, I saw that on social media that Yeah, Yeah. so I think my parents, as much as I've left home since I was 18, I think they're a little bit sad that they're not going to see as much because I would always, I would be back like for a month in the summer and I would be back kind of every, you know, every quarter so that we would catch up, but it's going to be a little less now, so. Yeah, well, let's give you the last word. And if you want to leave our audience with, first of all, how to find you. So before you go share some of that, it'll all be in the show notes, of course, as well, but share maybe a resolution of some kind that you have personally for the next 12 months something that you're that you're determined to accomplish in the next 12 months oh that's a really good question because actually i just finished a podcast because my birthday is coming up in the next couple of weeks so every year i do a podcast and it's the review of the last 12 months and the next the last 12 months have been the most profitable have been the most exciting and have been probably the ones that I've been the happiest in, which 
is really exciting. So when it comes to planning the next 12 months, you know, I'd wanted to complete this book for ages. So that's happening. If I can get it in the hands of a publisher, then that would be a big goal. And for me, it's actually just reaching more people. So it's that leverage piece that I would say would be a big goal over the next 12 months. And it's one of the major reasons why I decided to start a new Instagram page, which I know that you've been following as well. I walked away a month or so ago from my blue tick, not bought my blue tick that was worked for I think I've had it for about five or six years but my account was 12 years old and made the decision that I wanted to reach new people I felt my account was old and wasn't resonating and wasn't connecting with people in the same way because there was bots on it there was dead accounts you know just I'd had it a long time and I think that going forward is not being afraid of change not being attached to vanity of numbers but being attached to engagement of a quality nature. Um, I definitely see that something kind of driving through in the next 12 months. And I'm excited to see where that goes. A lot of people have contacted me saying, wow, I so want to do this, or I want to start a new social media page, but I'm really scared, or you're really brave. And I'm like, well, I've not deleted it. It's not gone anywhere. If it doesn't work, I can always go back to it. But three weeks in, the results are insane. Like it's so interesting, just engaging from a new perspective after something that's 12 years old. So yeah, that's something else that we'll, we'll be working on. So that ties me nicely into what is the new Instagram handle is kellylundberg.official. Obviously, I have the original Kelly Lundberg official. LinkedIn, loving that platform. I, I spend yeah. a lot of time on it. I enjoy the types of conversations and the different people that I get to connect on it as well. So come and say hi there at Kelly Lundberg. And yeah, take the quiz. I'll share that with you so your uh, <laughs> listeners can try and see where they fare in our 60-second personal brand quiz. All right. If you liked the show, yes, and it worked for you, yes, then. subscribe and leave a yes, five-star review. Yes, Tell all your friends, yes, get your branding here. Yes, get your branding here. Yes, Did I make it clear? Yes. Get your branding on yes. before they're gone.